A dream can be anything, whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually. Every week, the Dream Check Podcast brings you advice, encouragement, and real-life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer, a wife, a dog mom, coffee enthusiast, but most famously known for my sweatsuit collection. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to empower, activate, and sharpen those dreams that may be lying dormant in your life. If I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show, time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for yet another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're a new listener, a listener who's been listening since the beginning, I'm thankful for all of you. Today we have on my friend Jenna J, which J is her middle name, not a last name, but I won't even get into trying to attempt to pronounce her last name. So we're just going to go with Jenna J. Jenna is a digital creator and the creator of Soul Food Daily, which if you do not follow them on Instagram yet, you definitely need to for daily inspo and some heart food. Today, we talk on God dreams and how he advances those dreams for us. Jenna also shares her past of super toxic relationships and how she got out of those by living a life for God, which led her into the very happy and healthy God-centered relationship that she is in now. Jenna also gets super vulnerable through her experience with grief, losing her mom, who was her best friend and her twin brother. She shares how Jesus restored those broken pieces of her heart in the midst of all the grief and loss. You do not want to miss it. Be prepared to be encouraged and uplifted by Jenna in this episode. Let's welcome her to the show and let's check in. Good morning, Jenna. Good morning. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. Are you nice and cozy? The best. You guys will see the chairs, the new studio setup we got, and it is the coziest ever. I don't ever want to leave. It's a rainy, cold day here in LA, and so we're just, uh, we got all the cozy vibes going on. 100%. All right, let's dive in. How are you? I'm a little nervous. You're nervous? Uh, Kind of. I feel like I'm always a little nervous. Yeah. And especially with all these new cameras on me, I'm like, oh gosh, every angle is getting everything. (laughs) Where do I look? Where do I look? (laughs) Um, Well, I'm so happy to have you. I was telling her earlier um, when she got here that I came across one of your TikToks and I was like, oh my gosh, why have I not had you on the show yet? And I just really feel like God was saving you for this moment, for Mm. this day. And so I'm excited to chat with you and we're going to dive in with the burning question. Let's do it. What is a dream that you have right now? Can be anything. That's a great question. So the biggest dream on my heart that God has, has deposited to me lately is that he wants me to do a journal and a devotional for women. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm kind of like treading my feet on it. So this is going to be like my I'm stamping it that I I need to do that. But that's the biggest dream that he's put on my heart is to just create something Mm -hmm. for women. And I feel like that is what he's been wanting me to do for a while. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the bigger dream with that is just to like be able to reach hurting young women and like bring God's word to them. So I love it. Yeah. We got to chit chat because I have a very similar dream and I feel like we could really hold each other accountable. I'm like looking at you like, gosh, she's speaking to my soul right now. (laughs) 
calling you out. So good. And I feel like that's such a good segue for you to give us a little uh, brief introduction. Who is Jenna J? You guys, I'm not even going to attempt her last name. So she is Jenna J to me forever. Yes. Um, but who is Jenna J? Give us a little background. Yeah. So I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Little girl from Portland, rainy old Oregon. So I feel very at home <laughs> at right home now. now yeah. yeah, this is like the best. <laughs> um, and then I moved to LA like five years ago and I got saved at Zoe like five months after I, just I got moved goosebumps. to LA. Yeah. So Saran, one of my friends, I knew him mm-hmm. from high school and he moved out here. I would see him posting the coolest content at church. And I was like, that's a thing. Like I had no idea yeah. just because I didn't really grow up like that. Mm-hmm. So I saw him and I was like, okay, I'm going to come to church with you when I move to LA. And he's like, for sure. Like you have to come. Mm-hmm. So I started coming. I was that girl that was like this in the corner, like not raising my hands. I'm like, what are these people doing? Raising their hands. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? So eventually I got saved and I just feel like God put it on my heart eventually to share his word and just like be his vessel. So I try to do that on social media as much as I can. I also have a full-time job. So like, it's like my passion project on the side that eventually I hope can become like a full-time thing for me, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm there yet. So working woman. uh, I love it. You gotta be. I know. I'm like, I gotta make money somehow. Like we see that on the internet and it's like, but how do you actually pay your bills? So I'm like doing both right now, but eventually I think I'll hopefully get the courage to transition. Gosh, our stories are so similar because I had never experienced church like that. Like I grew up Catholic, Mm. but not to where like we practiced it. It was kind of like I'm Italian and I just feel like it was something you do. So we didn't, we went to church on Christmas and even then it's like dragging us out the door. It definitely was not a relationship with God, but I remember my first time at Zoe, I was like, I felt something that I couldn't describe. And I remember looking at my roommate at the time and I'm like, do I have to have my hands up? Cause everyone's hands are up. Right. She's like, no, you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. But I loved the music. I'm like, this is so cool. And then it's like a motivational message after. And like, I just love how like, first of all, our stories are so similar and I'm just baffled that we haven't hung out yet. I know, like, what I'm the heck? <laughs> and also just how cool God can just like grab someone that fast. And just like me, I know you probably feel the same that I feel like that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. You know, like God knew what he had in you and how he could use you as a vessel. And even if you have to have another job on the side, because I also think like we are supposed to steward the job that we have and it is wise to like pay your bills and like do all that. But you can also still do stuff for his kingdom on the side. And I truly believe God will make it a full-time gig for you. I just like Thank believe that you. wholeheartedly. Okay, let's talk about Soul Food Daily because yeah. I feel like that's such a platform where you are doing that already, um, being a vessel. And so wh- where did that come from? What is your mission with that um, and your heart behind that? Yeah, so I'm like a feeler feeler, feeler. Like I am so feelsy. I might act like I'm not, but deep down, I'm like a quotes girl for life. And you know, those girls, yes, like like girls (laughs) cringe at me because I am that girl. But I, so I was like, okay, I'm obsessed with this. Like I look up Pinterest quotes all the time. Mm -hmm. Quotes about God have really changed my life. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily want to post this on my page. So like, let me create something else where I can literally just post quotes all day without, you know, my face. And Mm -hmm. then I started putting my TikToks where I was talking about God on there. So I do a combination of just like life motivational quotes. It doesn't even necessarily have to be about God, but just Mm -hmm. like anything that's really speaking to me in the moment. If I see it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this quote, then I usually post it. And then I'll just transfer my TikToks over there. So it was really Mm -hmm. just a place where it's like somebody can come and like 
get a word and get encouragement because I feel mm-hmm. like we don't really have that. Social media is so hard nowadays. And it's like, where do you go to just like feel yeah. good instead of feeling like I'm always comparing myself to this mm-hmm. person. It's like, let me go to this page and get encouragement real quick for my day and like go about my day. So that's where it came from. Do you feel like it has helped you? Like, did it start with like, I need this even for myself? Everything I do, even TikTok, all yeah. the messages, I'm like, this is for me, yeah. you guys. Like, because it's for me, I know it's for somebody else. Totally. I can only speak and make videos if I feel like it's affected mm-hmm. me and I've been through it personally or I know somebody yeah. close to me that's been through it who's hurting in the moment or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I have to feel it personally. So like mm-hmm. every quote on there, I'm like, yes, this is for me. Every message, same Well, thing. when you've gone through it, you have the authority to speak on it and 100%. to share on it and to help other people. If you haven't been through it, how can you help someone else going through the same thing. Exactly. So with social media being what it is, and it can be like a drag sometimes, and it can be exhausting. And I've experienced this on on my own social media, where have you felt like, oh gosh, like I feel kind of empty. Like, what do I share today? What what can I say to encourage someone? And what do you do in those moments where you're like, oh gosh, like social media actually has become kind of, not toxic, maybe that's an extreme word, but I don't know, at least for me, I'm like, when I'm feeling empty, it's really hard for me to be encouraging. Absolutely. So have you experienced that and what do you do in those those moments? Totally, I think it's totally normal to go through those phases. Honestly, when I'm in those, like what I used to do is I would just put something out there because I Mm -hmm. felt like I was obligated to do it. Right. Now, I'm like, do not. Cause you're just mm-hmm. gonna look silly. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna hit right. Like those videos, and I've I've done this before, and I've like it's been kind of a test. I'm like, let me yeah. just put something out there and get my you know every day I'm posting, mm-hmm. and then I go back and I'm like, those videos didn't hit. It's because mm-hmm. there wasn't like a true conviction behind it. Yeah. So I just try to only post when I really feel led by the Holy Spirit to say something or post something, and I just feel like that's it's been really helpful. That's what social media is for, in my opinion. Exactly. And so I'm like, gosh, I got to stay away from it sometimes. It can become like a rabbit hole of negativity. You need breaks. Oh, yeah. So how has God advanced your dreams to be even bigger than you could have imagined? I mean... It's a a deep question. (laughs) I, I... Nothing I'm doing now is what I expected Mm -hmm. to be doing. And it's all because of him. Um, And honestly, like (laughs) the way I live my life is just like every single day, just do what you feel like he's calling you to do. And it's Mm going to lead you somewhere. Um, My whole TikTok started by him saying post a worship song because he Mm -hmm. knew I wasn't confident enough to post prayers like I am now. Mm -hmm. So he he knew exactly where I was and he met me in that moment. And he's like, I'm going to start by you posting a worship song. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be the little seed that I plant to Mm -hmm. grow this page. And he knew, and I I feel so lucky that he did that for me. And like, he continued to give me confidence to get where I am today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, Nothing that I, I am doing, like I said, is anything that I would have expected, but it's blown my mind. Yeah. And it's just so beyond. I feel what like that's I could how think. God works. He's the best. It's like you thought, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, you thought you were going to like be yeah. working this job or going to be with this mm-hmm. person or like living in this city. I never wanted to move to LA. And he's like, one day I remember I was sitting at the cemetery and I was bawling. And I randomly, this is so random, I made a YouTube video mm-hmm. and I was like posting fitness content on YouTube prior because I used to compete in bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. So my whole entire page was fitness. One day, and I wasn't saved at this point, I didn't know God. I go up to the cemetery where my mom is and I remember I 
turned the camera on and I just started talking and crying mm-hmm. and like encouraging people about, you know, how to get over loss and all this, mm-hmm. which is so like, that was the first time I'd ever done that. And I remember in that moment, I can see myself, he was like, you're going to move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saying, goosebumps. absolutely not. I don't want to move to that city. That city is crazy. I'd never been here before, but I was like, everything I see on like online, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to move. I'm from Oregon. Like I'm going to stay in Oregon. I'm going to be with my family and I'm going to like live this safe life. He was like, no, you're not. <laughs> so it's just crazy. Like how he just speaks one little word to you. And it's mm-hmm. like, you just know it's him. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of questions on social media. It's like, how do you know it's God's voice? I'm like, you just kind of know. Like, I, I'm curious, do you have any like... Yeah, it's hard because I feel like people have asked that too. It's like, how did you know Nico was the one? Or yeah. how do you know if it's God or if it's something else in your head? And I think the peace is the first indicator of like it being God's voice, but also like it's hard to explain without experiencing it. Like totally. you just know in your knower that it's God. And usually if it's from God... A, it comes with peace. And also I feel like, I don't know, there's just like an overwhelming, it's like your intuition. Before I was saved, I always had, oh, this gut feeling. But now I always say like the gut feeling is the Holy Spirit, like trying to guide you and lead you. And I remember um, when I came to LA for the first time to shoot a wedding and it was like 2015. And I got off the plane and it was like a ton of bricks hit me. Like I had this overwhelming, like this is home and I was not saved yet. And I just remember that feeling though, like I'm supposed to be here. And after that trip is when I started planning my move. And then I moved in 2016 and obviously like three months later, like met God and like, I've had this whole radical life change since then. But I think for me, it's, it's like an overwhelming feeling you can't explain when it's God. Yeah. It really is. And if it's chaotic and you're confused, I feel like it's probably safe to say it's not from God. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back to something you said about your TikTok, which I think is really cool and encouraging to me. But you said you, God knew you weren't like confident enough to like start praying. So he started with, you know, the worship videos. So how do you think God has built your confidence? Because honestly, praying out loud is something I still struggle with and have like no confidence in, which is something I'm working on. Um, But what advice could you give to someone who maybe has that same lack of confidence and it may not be that area, but something that they're maybe waiting for God to, I don't know, reveal or help them with? Yeah, it was crazy because I was the same way. I was like, I'm not praying out loud. If anyone mm-hmm. calls on me, absolutely, I'm running in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> like, you cannot pay me to pray out loud. Yeah. What am I going to say? Like, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one day he just like gave me a couple words. And I, mm-hmm. I've i looked back at some of my old prayers and I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> like just these little baby yeah. prayers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's just asking us to like step out on this little mm-hmm. bit of faith and I'm going to get you there. And then I'm going to give you a little bit more. And then I'm going to give you a little bit more. So like, honestly, my best advice is like, just listen and start mm-hmm. somewhere. Like we all suck at something when we first start. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm honestly teaching myself that in the moment. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, you look at all these people and they're like super uber successful. And like, they all sucked when they started. Like yeah. we forget that. So, so true. Yeah. My advice is just like, if, if you feel like it's really on your heart, mm-hmm. start with like the littlest thing and mm-hmm. ask him for help because mm-hmm. he will help you. And like, sometimes it's going to feel like it's not for you. But like, mm-hmm. if you keep doing it, like you can't expect to get better or to grow or change without actually making a move. It's like right. God only moves if, if you move. You can't, I'm speaking to myself, you can't pray for confidence <laughs> in prayer and then not be wanting to pray out loud. Right? You know? 
You just got to like, make, you have to honestly just be like, I don't care how I look right now. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody thinks. Like mm-hmm. I'm doing this for me and That's I'm doing this for God. Because if you think like, oh my God, I'm going to get judged by 180,000 people on the internet, a million people on mm-hmm. the internet, you're never going to do it. I wouldn't either. Yeah, but like you scary. can't <laughs> think about that, especially with social media. It's like mm-hmm. you can reach 10 million people in a matter of an hour, yeah. which is crazy. But like also the coolest thing ever, if you're mm-hmm. like, I want people to see God in me, like you can reach millions of people, which is so sick. Even if it's one person that hears your prayer and they're like, this was for me, this changed my life today or my future. Crazy. It's wild. Yeah, We always want like this X number of followers. And it's like, what if 30 people Mm -hmm. were in a room listening to you speak about God? Yeah, 30 followers. I always say that. I'm like, some people are like, oh my gosh, I only have 800 followers or 2,000. It's like, imagine being in an auditorium with 2,000 people you are impacting or like a small room with 30 people. You not 30 people to me is almost like you get to engage more with these people. You get to impact them on another level because there's fewer people. Yep. And they can ask questions and you can be interactive with them. And so, yeah, I love that you have that perspective too because it's it's really hard to have it sometimes, especially in like today's day and age with social media. But like you said, whether it's 30 people or 180,000 people, like the impact is there. Yeah. Okay, so speaking about TikTok, yeah. you had mentioned, which I haven't even seen this video, so I'm kind of excited to talk about it, but you had a video go viral that was, you were talking about an ex-boyfriend. It wasn't a great relationship. He was... Cheating, lying, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the, the, the whole thing. The whole, the whole shebang. And then I, basically what I talked about in the video is like sometimes you can think something is from God and it's actually just a lesson. Mm. And so in COVID, I was like, I feel like God wants us to get back together. I'd been thinking about him. I'd been praying about him. I'd been writing about him. And I, God like literally dropped him back in my life. He like texted me on Mother's Day, which is so like... <laughs> Tell it like I'm thinking about you and your mom today, blah, blah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Anyways, I thought it was from God. So we started this whole like relationship again. He lives in Dallas. And so he, I would like fly there. He would come here. This is in 2020? This is in 2020. Okay. Yeah. And I met Steven in 2021. Okay. So um, that happened. We were back hot and heavy, like mm-hmm. boyfriend, girlfriend. He ended up coming out here and he was acting weird, like super weird. Long story short, we were like not getting along. I drop him off at the airport and like, I never hear from him again. Not one text, not a phone call saying like, hey, let's break up. This isn't working. I don't think like I want to be with you anymore. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Radio silence. Like that pushed me to go to therapy because I was like Mm -hmm. the most broken I'd ever been. I literally thought my life was over. I was like, screw this. Mm -hmm. I don't care about anything. Like I thought he was the one and now I'm sitting here like broken, lying on the floor crying Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. So I found a Christian therapist and it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so yeah, I just was talking about how like, I really thought it was from God. You could, you could have paid me a million dollars and I was like, no, this is from God. Like I hear it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he, he had to take him out of my life in such a dramatic way to where there was no question mm-hmm. that he was not for me after that. Cause that's how God works. Me, I'm like, oh my God, like any little thing, I'll just pick it. I'm like, yeah. no, we're, we're still supposed to be together. Like uh-huh. he didn't mean it, you know? Like <laughs> if you would have texted me, I would have like yeah. picked that little thing out. So anyways, um, I ended up meeting Steven like a year later and it was the best thing ever. 
So what do you think, do you actually think that the ex coming back was from God? How did you, or do you think that was something you put in your head? And what would you say to someone who's maybe in a situation where I want to get back with my ex, I'm praying for him, and I feel like God is wants him back in my life? Yeah. What do you think is a sign that, yes, they should come back, or no, this isn't from God, maybe that door was closed for a reason? Yeah, good question. Um, I don't know if it was from God or not. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes I think yes, because I think that he has to get your attention some way and teach you lessons mm-hmm. and not everything. Like, he's going to give you hard stuff in yeah. life, and that's to grow you and mature you as a spiritual being. So I don't know. Like, sometimes I do think it was from him. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not upset that it happened. Like, I would have never met Stephen. I would have never been in the mm-hmm. place that I am without that. So, I mean, I didn't really listen to my discernment a lot of times when I, I was looking at the good. So I would say like really pray long and hard and look at that, the fruit of that Mm -hmm. person. He was not like husband material. Mm -hmm. And I knew that. And I was looking at his potential. And I feel like when we're asking God for answers, he will give it to you through how that person is acting. So Mm -hmm. like if I would have looked at the fruit of his life, I would have known that that's not what God had deposited in me of like, your husband is going to be this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. He wasn't that. Mm -hmm. But God's like, you're going to have to learn this lesson yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I feel like, like you said, you almost needed that clarity of like, no, now I know for good that we're done. Done. Like, this is over. And sometimes we need that dramatic effect in our life, you know? Um, What would you say... Now being in a healthy relationship was the biggest differentiator from maybe someone who is from God and someone who isn't and what that fruit looks like. Yeah, he like my biggest thing is I need you to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Every past relationship I've ever had, it was like they're here one day, they're gone the next. Mm -hmm. They like text me one day, then they don't the next. I never know how they feel. Mm -hmm. I'm up and down. And with Steven, I told him from day one, I said consistency is the biggest thing. Consistency is respect. Like I need Mm -hmm. both of those things. And ever since then, I mean, we've been together a year and a half, like every day, I've never questioned that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like because he has such a strong relationship with God, like all my exes, they weren't believers, honestly, which red flag number one for Christians. Red flag number one. Like he has to have his own relationship with God Mm -hmm. and his relationship with God looks different than my relationship with God. And then we have our thing together, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. So like if they don't have a relationship with God, that definitely is a red flag. Yeah. Um, God's not going to send you someone who doesn't love him. No. Like that's just number one. Yeah. If you're listening and you're like, is it from God? Well, does he love God? Yeah. Or does he, is he willing to, I always say this because there are some guys that are like, oh, I'll go to church with you. Yeah. Totally. But there's a difference between someone who will go to church with you for you because they like you versus someone who understands why you don't want to have sex with them or someone who can pray for you in hard seasons or someone who just has their own walk versus like, I'll just do this for you because I like you and, you know. Because you want to do it. Who who knows what their other intentions are? Yeah. Yeah. Let's touch on another video you shared. You post the best content. I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. You shared a video that was talking about how no one talks about the struggle of going from repeated toxic relationships to a healthy relationship and how there can be struggles within that. So what is your experience in that I'm sure I I mean I know I can talk on this too yeah what do you think is the biggest struggle and and what is the biggest thing no one's talking about within that 
topic? Uh, for me, it's honestly like I had to unlearn every toxic trait mm-hmm. and pattern that they, it was both of us together. Like we mm-hmm. learned these things together, but I had to unlearn so many things about men. Mm-hmm. I like literally, I went to my therapist and I was like, I hate men, all men cheat. He's like, you're never going to find a husband if you feel that way. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's just how I feel. And like, I've had to, honestly, for me, self-sabotage was the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So like any good man, I would self-sabotage it because I was like, I don't deserve this. I've been mm-hmm. treated like crap for 10 years in every single relationship. Like I, I don't deserve a good relationship. When I got into any healthy situation, I would just make myself believe that it wasn't for me, that mm-hmm. I didn't deserve it, that he was going to end up cheating or leaving or like his intentions weren't pure. Mm-hmm. So I would just like mess it up so I could leave and like be alone. And then repeat the cycle. And then repeat the cycle. So I had to unlearn so many of those like things that I had believed to be true. Like Mm -hmm. the the thing about all men cheat. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that is so not true. And I think a lot of women listening are probably Mm -hmm. like, I think that, like I actually believe that all men cheat. And my therapist was just like, there's no, if you actually believe that that is what you are going to attract. Attract to 100%. And I was like, okay. Cause he was like, do you actually believe that? Or like, are you just saying that to like protect yourself? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I actually don't believe that. Like my parents were together for, they were married for 25 years before my mm-hmm. mom passed. Best relationship ever. Like I had mm-hmm. a great example of this. And then of course I got myself into the messes of the mm-hmm. relationships that I got into. And then that rewrote how I viewed story. relationships. Yeah. And I had to unwrite all of that. And then I was able to open myself up to actual mm-hmm. healthy relationships. So what advice would you give to someone who maybe has that same thought? Like how do you unwrite that behavior or that lack of trust in men or that anything good will ever happen? To Don't just jump from relationship to relationship trying to fulfill mm-hmm. a need that only God can fill. Uh, get alone with him. Seek help if you need it. Like if that's the route that you want to go, I, I highly recommend therapy. And honestly, mm-hmm. like just let God minister over you about who you are mm-hmm. and like who you are as his daughter, who you are as, you know, his heir. It's, mm-hmm. it's such a freeing feeling when you're like, no, I'm daughter of a king. Mm-hmm. I deserve the best. Mm-hmm. Like, but if you don't, if you don't actually feel that inside, you're never going to attract that. Yeah, and I feel like I I touch on this a lot, but it's like you said, like the law of attraction, I think does apply mm-hmm. here in, in relationships, even as Christians. Yes, the law of attraction applies. If if you're out acting like a hoe, like you're going to attract guys who also act like hoes. Yep. Like if you're out at the bar and, you know, this was me, so this is why I always like <laughs> reference this, and you're wearing something like super like skanky, I'm sorry, but like that was just like the matter of fact. Yeah. And, you know, I was always upset like, okay, I meet this guy at the bar where I'm clearly just like wearing certain things for attention to attract certain guys. And the guys I was attracting were guys that was doing what I was doing you know, doing the same thing. They're out for attention. Whether it's me or the next girl, they don't care. And so I feel like I had to relearn, like if I want to attract a man of God and I want to attract husband material, someone whose life has good fruit, then my life has to have good fruit. It starts with self. Like, and so 
I love what you said about like you had to like get alone with God and like let him re, re, rewrite your story. And so that Jenna can come out and like be this new creation and not fully healed because we're never really fully healed. And I do think God sends you a partner who helps you heal and um, has certain giftings that you never thought you could have in a guy before mm-hmm. where it's like, no, Stephen has this, that that part of him is actually healing this part of me. Yep. And so I love that. And what would you say to anyone who's listening and they're like, nope, still not for me. Like I'm never going to be in a healthy relationship. I've never witnessed one. I've never been in one. And the road is just never ending toxic relationships for me. I mean, I would just say that that's not true. Like, mm-hmm. That's not what God wants for you, mm-hmm. especially if you've heard from God and you have a longing and a mm-hmm. desire to be in a healthy marriage and relationship and have that family unit that like mm-hmm. you clearly crave because that's what you're going out and seeking in yeah. relationships. Like if you want to be single forever and that's what God has put on your heart, more power to you. Mm-hmm. Cool. But like if he's given you that desire to be mm-hmm. in a relationship and be healthy and be loved and like be that person, yeah, he wants the best for you. And like, it breaks my heart when I hear that because I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's just not true. It's just not true. Do you ever read the comments on your videos? Because I haven't posted in a long time on TikTok, but when I was posting like relationship stuff, because that's really where my heart is with Mm -hmm. like ministry. Gosh, it was so sad. Girls, I'll never have this type of relationship. Well, I live in this town and there's no one good here or the guys in church are just as bad or all this stuff, I'm like, gosh, like what, where is like the, what's the common denominator here? Like, what is the problem for me giving advice on that? I think that again, it goes back to, it starts with you, you know, like seek therapy for this. Like that is literally a therapist's job. Yeah. And I'm by the way, going to get your Christian therapist yes. number after this. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So kind of, okay, wait, one more question. I feel like God's asking me to ask. Yeah. Red flags for a non-healthy relationship when someone's like, okay, I'm seeing this guy, but I don't really know if he's from God or not. I like him, but, and they're kind of questioning it. I feel like that's Mm, very common. Yeah. I mean, God is going to reveal that to you through that. The Holy Spirit will tell you, like Mm -hmm. you will feel, I always say, you'll feel unstable. Mm -hmm. You won't know where you stand with him. You'll feel confused Mm -hmm. and you'll feel a lack of self-worth and confidence. Mm. Like anybody who's not from God is going to make you question who you are. When you're with someone from God, you know who you are Mm. and they affirm that and they lift you up in that. If they're not, you're going to be like, who am I? I got to do all these things to impress Mm -hmm. him. And like, well, he likes that. So I'm going to like that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you can't fully be you. You don't feel like you can be seen for everything that you are. And I feel like until you get to that place where you're like, I can wear no makeup and be like mm-hmm. the grungiest version of the worst myself. of the worst. Yeah. Like the best <laughs> is when you put on makeup and they're like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. who, who is this person? Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> so I just feel like, yeah, like red flags are just feeling super insecure about like yeah. the relationship and not knowing where they stand, feeling like they're doing things that, you know, you wouldn't do in the relationship. Yeah. Like That's so good. That's and you had, you mentioned that a little bit ago when you said, you were kind of in situationships, what I call them, where mm-hmm. you never really know where they stand, where you stand. Do they like me? Do they don't? I think we're dating. Are we dating? I'm not really sure. Like Are we? the fact that that was like a reality in my life for so long, 
Like at one point I thought I was dating this guy in a six month long relationship. And according to him, we were never boyfriend, (laughs) girlfriend. And I'm like, how is that like thinking back on it? But it's sad because there are so many women in those situationships. And I have so much empathy for them because that was me before where I'm like, I thought that was just normal. I'm texting my friends. He texted me this. Do you think he, do you think like he really likes me now or- And it's so real, like it's so, so real and it's so sad. And so that's why I love like, you know, having people like you on the show who have been in that situation and where you're like, okay, no, I went from this to this and this is how I did it. Yeah. And if God can do it for me, he can do it for you too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he can do it for me, he can do it for anybody. Yeah. Like, right. I was living, you know. Same. We're the same. Yeah. We're the, we get it. Unspoken. We get it. (laughs) Yeah, and I was just unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, God, I can't live like this anymore. And when mm-hmm. when you get in that place with God, like th- those are his favorite moments mm-hmm. with you. Cause he's like, yes, now my power can be made perfect in your weakness. Yes, now you're gonna mm-hmm. actually admit that you need me. Mm-hmm. Cause if we don't need him, then he's just chilling in the back. Like, okay, I'm gonna watch you do your thing. If if, mm-hmm. if you don't need me, then I'll be over here mm-hmm. when you do. When, like When, when you do. Yeah. Not, if, not if, but when. There's a quote, which I think you'll appreciate cause you're a quote girl. Um, and gosh, I hope I don't butcher it, but <laughs> to think you can love God without being changed by him is to think you can jump in the ocean and not get wet. And so, so like, all you have to do is receive his love and you will be changed. Like you cannot get in the presence of God and be reading your Bible daily and, you know, worshiping and going to church and having all these like spiritual experiences. Like you cannot do those things and not be changed. 100%. And that was my, that was my experience. I remember seeing that quote a year after being a Christian and I was like, oh my gosh, like my life has radically changed since I just started accepting the love of God into my life and into my heart. And I just wish, cause it's something, you know, you cannot explain it without experiencing it. Mm-mm. So we sound like crazy people, probably, but it's like <laughs> so true. Like it, yeah. God can change your life. And if you're listening and, and you're like me and Jenna, where you're, you've been in repeated toxic relationships and you desire a healthy relationship, because I truly believe everyone deep down desires real, authentic, unconditional love. We all crave it, even if we think we don't deserve it or it will never happen for us. We all have that craving. And that unconditional love starts with God. You first have to learn who God is and what his love looks like to know what you deserve and should get from a significant other. Yep. So that's my quote of the day. I love it. No, it's so <laughs> real though. Like the experiences that I've had with God, those are mm-hmm. my favorite moments. Like when you can tangibly be like, God met me in this place. Mm-hmm. You are forever, instantly in that moment. Changed. Changed forever. So good. Okay, so you had a reel. We're going back to the content on your Instagram where it talked about the blessing and redirection. Mm. Especially in the time period we're in, it seems like there's a lot of redirection going on. How has this proven to be true in your life? I feel like we kind of just touched on it, but if you want to elaborate a little on just the blessing and redirection. Yeah, I mean, there's so many lessons that we can learn mm-hmm. from being redirected, especially if it's by God. Like the thing that God does is he's He's like your guardrails. Mm-hmm. Like you go this way and he's like, hey, we're gonna like go go back this mm-hmm. way a little bit. And like you get off path a little bit. He's like, hey, like, let me nudge you, nudge like you back on the the bumpers and, and bowling. The bumpers yeah. and bowling. Like he <laughs> is that if you yeah. let him be. Mm-hmm. And like, if you just ask him like, hey God, is this is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Every mm-hmm. single day I get in my car, I'm like, God, what do you want me to do today? Who do you mm-hmm. want me to touch? Like I see so mm-hmm. many people who are not believers just by going to work. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, who do you want me to talk to today? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want me to do? And I feel like if you just let him do that, he's going to redirect your life Mm -hmm. the way that he wants it to go. And of course, we're going to get off track. Like, we're humans. We sin. We we fall short of the grace. But that's where he's the bumper. Exactly. And when you start to feel confusion and and chaos, I feel like that's the bumper. Yeah. Where God's like, no, let me redirect you back into the the lane. Because I love you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's all with grace and with love. Yeah. But there's so much blessing in it. Like when you, and you don't ever see it in the moment. Like for anyone listening, it's like, these are all things that we've learned just by past mm-hmm. experience. Like in the moment, you're not like, God, this redirection is great. I'm super yeah. excited about it. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. this. Cause you don't know exactly where he's taking you, right. but he takes you to that next step or he takes you to that next place or that next mm-hmm. job or that next relationship. You're like, thank God for that mm-hmm. redirection. But like in the moment, it sucks. So what would you say to someone who is in a redirection season who's maybe just feeling discouraged. If you can hold on long enough, you're about to get there. And I feel like right when people are trying to give up or they want to give up, like, I'm Mm. so sick of this. That's like right when the breakthrough is about to happen. Do you want to just share a little about your experience with loss and grief and just how maybe someone listening is going through, could be a friend passing or just grief of season change or family member or whatever it may be. What is your experience with it? And what would you say to someone who is in a healing season? Yeah, um, it's tough, honestly. So I just like commend anybody who Mm -hmm. is waking up every day with a smile on their face and fighting like that Mm -hmm. grief battle on the inside because it's easy to look like you're okay on the outside and feel like you're dying on the inside. So props to anybody who is in that place Mm -hmm. at the moment. But um, yeah, I do feel like this is like where God has... I've been able to experience so that I can help others. And I know that to be true, especially about grief Mm -hmm. and especially about loss because there's no way that this much of it would have happened in my life if that was not the case. Mm -hmm. Um, So to give you just a little backstory, my mom passed away in my arms suddenly at 23 years old Mm -hmm. and it was just her and I in the house. We were best friends. Mm -hmm. I was, that was the first ever like real loss of someone super close to me. And that was the closest person in my life. So that was the first time I'd ever experienced it. A couple years ago, my grandpa and my grandma passed away within a year mm-hmm. of each other. And then my twin brother just passed away last year. So mm-hmm. there's been quite a lot of it in mm-hmm. my life. And then obviously like losses of friends and relationships that all amounts to, to loss and grief. Mm-hmm. So I have done a lot of work there. And I will tell you, like, there have been times when I have not wanted to wake up in the morning. There have been times where I was like, this makes no sense. God, why? What are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. I hate you. This is ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. why me, basically? And um, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place now. So it does, like, like my goal is just this, I'm trying to live in the light so that Mm -hmm. people can look at me and be like, how did she do that? Like, because she did it, I know that I can get through it. So for anybody in that place now, like it is an up and down journey. It feels like a roller coaster mm-hmm. and it is. And like, I know it sucks when people say it gets better. Like it, you're going to smile one day, but mm-hmm. like it honestly is true. And like, I have to say it because it's true. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel like that's the case when you're going through it. But like there, there is a time period where you're just like, in the mud and in the dirt and you can't see out of it. And there's nothing in front of you that you can see that's like, it's going to get better. But like, Mm -hmm. that's why I just try to encourage people in it. Keep going. And like, Mm -hmm. God is going to heal those places. Gosh, our faith is really tested in those moments. And I feel like you have the ability to lead people to Jesus through 
your attitude on your situation. Yeah. And I say that because I've, I've shared this story so many times, but I, I always share it when it's relevant because it's so powerful. But I know this girl in college, very long story short, um, they were on a road trip and they got in a car accident and her husband died. They'd been married like nine months and she was six months pregnant and the baby died. And I wasn't a believer at the time, but I just remember on on um, Facebook, because Facebook was it then, yeah. um, she just kept sharing, thank you, Jesus, for the time I had mm. with them. I'm so jealous I get to be with you. Like I get like goosebumps and emotional every time I think about it because in that moment, I was like, as a non-believer, don't know anything about Jesus, I'm like, what is that? Who's, who's this? <laughs> Who's she talking about? Like, how can you be going through something like this and be thanking God? Yeah. I want that. Like, whatever she has going on, like, I want to go through something this horrific and thank God. Yeah. And so the attitude that you have is the only attitude I think that could get someone through what you're what you've gone through and what you're still going through. Cause I I haven't gone through grief and loss like you, but I can imagine it's a never ending every day you get up and you have to face it. Mm-hmm. and choose the attitude you have. And so what would you say to someone who has the question of like, I love you, God, and I believe in you. And why does why did this have to happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? And so what would you say to someone who's going through grief and loss and has that question? That's like a good, good question, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm like, sure you've asked it. I've asked it many times and he just always brings me back to like, this is my purpose. And like, mm. he calls good people home. And like, mm. it is a beautiful thing for someone to be called home. For example, my brother was dealing with addiction, mm. drug addiction. He was on the streets. He was homeless. He mm. was, it was really a hard thing for my family. So like mm. when he passed, I was like, thank you, Jesus, for calling him home and like mm. giving him a safe place. Like, he's so much better off in Jesus's arms than Mm -hmm. on the streets dealing with the pain and the grief that he was dealing with. So like when we're in that place, it's very easy for us to be selfish and to think Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm hurting. Well, like this is happening to me. When in reality, it's like, let's be thankful that like, again, like Mm -hmm. your friend, we had that time with them and now they get to be with Jesus. Like that's Mm -hmm. the best thing ever. And like, thank you for giving me that relationship Mm -hmm. that made it so hard for them to leave. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful that I was able to love them for 23 years or with my brother, 30 years. Mm -hmm. Like we had that amount of time together. So like, why, why me, Jesus? I mean, he'll give you the answers. Like, it's not, it's not the same for everybody. Like for me, he was like, why, why do I have to go through this? Well, it's because you're going to be using, that's like going to be your life work. Mm -hmm. You had to go through that. And like, I know it sucks. And like, I don't want to see you in pain, but I'm going to use this. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds silly, but like he's, he uses Mm -hmm. all of it for good. He uses our pain for our purpose. And I like that quote bothers me sometimes. Yeah. But I do think it's true. You are, gosh, what was the quote? I just listened to in a Stephen Furtick sermon, something about whatever you have gone through, and wherever you've had the most pain or the most change in your life is where God's going to use you to change others. Yep. And I feel like that's what he's doing with you. That's what he does with me in my past. And literally everyone has something. Yeah. And so I just think it's very empowering. Your story has the ability to bring people closer to Jesus. And that's like what it's all about, right? Yeah, because most people, I mean, like it's the initial reaction when something happens, Mm -hmm. like when someone passes away is like, God, I'm going to run away from God and I'm going to turn my back on him because I can't believe that he did this. 
Mm-hmm. When the goal for me is to be like, no, run to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like if that happens, the safest place for you to be is in his arms. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the only place that I felt like I could fully be. Mm-hmm. Like I could cry my eyes out when I'm with Jesus. Like that was the only place I actually felt safe. Is there a scripture that, you know, has anchored you in within your loss and grief that maybe you can share with someone who's going through the same thing? One of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 3.20. And I just love it because it's like he can do exceedingly and abundantly above anything that we can ask, think, or imagine. And I feel like we have this idea of God sometimes and we try to fit him in a box. And he's Mm -hmm. like, no, I can do exceedingly and abundantly above Mm -hmm. all that you can ask or imagine. So if I'm saying, God, heal me from this hurt, heal me from Mm -hmm. this breakup, heal me from this loss and get me over it. He's like, I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna do more, bring more abundance into your life in that way. So I just love that because it reminds me of how big God is Mm -hmm. and how like, don't try to fit him in a box. Like he's he's doing more and he is such a big God. This has been so fun. I know. I loved it. Wrapping up, I feel like we need to have a combo post-show. Yeah. Just you and I, we have so much in common. I'm I like, need to dive into more questions. <laughs> okay, so do you have any books that you would recommend on anything we talked about today? Yes. You wrote them down. I, I wrote it. them down She's because prepared. I was like, I will forget. So one of them, when we're talking about like switching and rewriting our thoughts, because our thoughts are so powerful, is Switch on Your Brain by mm. Caroline Leaf. I don't know if you've read it. I have it. to my Amazon cart. I'll bring it to speak. you. It's so good. <laughs> it's it's so, it's for all my like science, but mm-hmm. believers, because like there's a lot of people out there that are like, I need this rooted in science. And Mm -hmm. she does a really great job of bringing like actual brain and neuroscience into it, but adding scripture and like, how does this relate to scripture? So that book was a game changer for me. By Caroline Leaf? Yeah. She's on my dream guest list, so. Okay, done. (laughs) Check it off. The Bible, obviously, best book ever. Instruction book for your life. (laughs) And then The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. Mm, never heard of it. If you're a self-sabotager like I talked oh, about. Gosh, adding to my car oh again. <laughs> that book is amazing. That, that, I'm going to leave it at that. And then the I last one is The uh, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. You I have, have that one. You've read that one. When I was in my season of like obsession with like learning about love and sex and dating and what God says about it, I yeah. read every book on the market. And I feel like I've kind of lost my drive to read mm. and I'm not really a reader. And so it takes a lot of, I have that, I've had that book for like a yeah. year. You can get the point pretty quick. Yeah. I don't I think like you need to read books. the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. But that one's good if you're like a workaholic, like you and I. Yeah. It's like, hey, there's Self-sabotager, actually- <laughs> workaholic, God help We've us. Got, I've got a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank uh, you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I really, really value your time and honor you. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Of course.